0: You know, I think one of the hardest parts of being a parent is that even as we're raising our children to become who God wants them to be, we are still in the process of becoming who God wants us to be. It's not like we all of a sudden arrived at perfection and then God gave us our kids. He gave us our kids and then he still continues to work in us. You know, that's a major example in our lives if we're parents, but it's also a microcosm about everything in this ministry of reconciliation. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and in this Family Disciple Me podcast, we are diving into the second of a two-part series that we're calling The Mending. Thanks for joining me. If you haven't yet had a chance to listen to part one of The Mending, I encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast episode first, because this episode builds on that one. Also, the discipleship conversation that goes along with this episode is available in the show notes. In the last podcast, we talked about how God changes us. I was calling it the mending, and the mending of reconciliation doesn't start out there. It starts in here, in me, in you. The theme verse for this Discipleship Conversation series is 2 Corinthians 5.18, which says, "...Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation." Now, just by way of review, I want to to go back and circle to the fact that in this one short verse, there are two different Greek words that are translated almost the exact same way. The word reconciliation at the end of the verse means to change, to restore, to exchange for favor. And personally, I kind of like that word. I like the idea of things being changed for the better. But the first word that's similarly translated, the word reconciled, means I change, I exchange. Here's the problem. The mending starts in here, but we're still broken people. We haven't got it all right. It goes back to that moment with our kids that we're trying to help them become the people God wants them to be when we're still in process too. What do we do with that? How do we go about living the ministry of reconciliation when we are imperfect, broken people? To draw from that quote from Lisa Wingate's book, The Prayer Box, God says to us, take up your needle, take up your thread, and go see to the mending. But how do we go see to the mending in other people's lives when our lives are still broken? That's the question I want us to deal with in this episode. I love what the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 3. He said, not that I have already attained or that I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And here's the thing that I want you to remember. Here's the thing that I'm trying to remember. God chose to use imperfect people for his perfect purposes. Let me say that again. God chose to use imperfect people for his perfect purposes. He didn't give us our kids once we arrived. He didn't give us assignments and reconciliation and ministry and our different callings in our lives because we finally have it all together. He recognizes the reality of who we are and still Even as He's doing the work of reconciliation in our lives, He calls us to the ministry of reconciliation. In His amazing passage in Philippians 3, Paul wrote in verse 17, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. And here's the thing. Maturity is recognizing our weaknesses and still pressing in to live our callings for Jesus. And this is how we arrive to the great and in 2 Corinthians 5.18. Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. This is how God uses us to help change the world. I'm going to explain that further in just a moment. But before I do, I want to back up to the verses prior to verse 18 in 2 Corinthians 5. Verse 11 through 15 says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others for the love of Christ controls us. He died for us that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. How God changes us? Starts with an honest assessment of ourselves. And by way of review from these verses, what am I afraid of? What is controlling me? What am I living for? I hope that since the last podcast episode, you've thought about those questions and you've come up with some honest answers. And here's where we go next with that. Verse 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And that word behold means look, see, notice. This is the external change that's showing the internal change that's happening in my heart. And that phrase leads us into verse 18, which says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The and. In this verse is perhaps one of the greatest in scripture. And I'm leaning into this and speaking this into you and to my life because it is so encouraging if we can grasp the enormity of it. God is working in our lives, He is reconciling us to Himself. He is changing us. He is making us into a new creation. He is doing this amazing work in here. And then he invites us into this work for others out there. Here's where I think it gets kind of fun. That word ministry in this verse comes from the Greek word diakonian. This word paints the picture of moving quickly to go wait tables. It's the idea of getting busy so busy that you kick up the dust doing what you're supposed to do. Not a waiter who nonchalantly walks to the table they're serving, but a waiter who's busy, who's attentive, who's getting things done. And this is the ministry of reconciliation. It's recognizing that God can take away our shreds and tatters and serve up something new in our own lives and then quickly going to share that good news with others. And what is that good news? Verse 19 says, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So what do we say to people as we go like servant waiters to the tables of life? What is it that we get to bring to the table? It's this. God is not holding against us our rips and tears, our shreds and shredding. On the menu is healing and hope and forgiveness and love. I don't know about you, but that's a menu that I want in my life, and I want that to be a menu that I present to others. The message of reconciliation is, look what God offers us for free. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, for God is making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. An ambassador is someone who takes the leadership role of extending an invitation to someone else. And that is what is happening in our lives as we walk with Jesus. God is calling for people through us. His appeal is an exhortation. It's encouragement. It's an invitation. It's a summons. It's an offer to come dine. And he is extending this through broken, imperfect, fallible, Not yet happy ending people who, piece by piece, he is redeeming and mending. He is making that appeal. He is giving that invitation through you, through me. Friend, we're not ambassadors because we've got it all together. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We are ambassadors because we are broken and mending and still called by the Lord. Quite frankly, I look at my story and I don't see myself as qualified or good enough. I've got so many thoughts going through my head on a constant basis that I'm not good enough, that I'm not qualified enough, that I don't have it together enough to make a difference in this world. Then there are people in my life who echo that to me. Kind of goes like this. Who do you think you are? And then they point out all the tatters and the tears, the rips and the scars, the broken pieces in my life. They just reiterate everything that my negative self-talk says and everything that the demons from the pit of hell remind me. The naysayers, the discouragers, the defeaters, the doubters, the demons, all these keep speaking into my life. They are the ones who keep wiping out that great and of the Ministry of Reconciliation. And if I listen to them, I will never get to being a blessing and going about helping with the mending in other people's lives. I'll be so paralyzed that I'll just be focused on myself and my imperfections and my broken story. But listen to what God says. He says, in a favorable time, I listen to you, and in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's Second Corinthians 6 two, but this passage is a quote from Isaiah 49, 8 that goes on to tell us what our message is right now. Say to those who are bound, go free. Say to those in darkness, walk in the light. And friends, this is the exact message our world needs right now. And God says, Behold, now is the favorable time. Now means the present, the immediate, at this instant. It's not when we're all perfect. It's not when we've got it all together. Not when we finally got our happy ending. But now. Which brings us to this very moment. As 1 Corinthians 5.18 begins, all of this is from God. He reconciled you to himself. He's changing you as day by day you let him do his reconciliation work in you. And then he calls you to the ministry of reconciliation. That's your place in the world where you can go see to the mending. In the last episode, I read a quote from the book The Prayer Box by Lisa Wingate, and I just want to remind you of one phrase from that now. Do not linger where you are. Pick up your needle and your thread and go see to the mending. Here's the thing about the mending. You aren't going to be able to mend the whole world any more than I can. We can hardly mend our own lives fully. But there are places in each of our lives where we can take up our needle and thread and go see to the mending, go see to the ministry of reconciliation. You know, I think about my brother and sister-in-law who live the lives of mending in the world of foster parenting. They've had dozens of kids in their home in the past 15 or so years. They are loving them into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And even as they are experiencing Christ's reconciliation in their lives, they are living the great and of the ministry of reconciliation. You know, I also think about the teachers I know, the teachers who are seeking to live the ministry of reconciliation in their classrooms that are filled with brokenness and hurt and fear and pain. They don't step into those places because they're perfect people. They go there and they bring hope and healing because they know the hope and healing that God's brought into their lives. I also think about a friend right now who has been through the most painful struggle in her personal life. And yet, rather than just sit in her story, she's intentionally reaching into the story of another woman who is going through a very similar battle. It's not because my friend has experienced perfection or complete healing or a fairy tale ending yet, but that as she's in the midst of Christ working in her, she's living the great and of the mending. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 6, We have spoken freely to you. Our heart is wide open. In return, I speak to you as children, widen your hearts also. And that's the thing about this ministry of reconciliation. As our hearts are widened and have gotten bigger with God's grace for us, as God's Holy Spirit continues to help us to become more loving, forgiving, caring, and serving people. As we take honest assessments of our own lives about what we're afraid of, what's controlling us, who we're living for, so that Christ can do the mending in us, that's when we're able to turn around to others and say, widen your heart also. That's when we're able to say, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We're probably not going to use those exact words, but through telling our Jesus stories about how he's mending us, that's how we can disciple others too. So friend, what is the ministry of reconciliation that God is calling you today? What is the ministry of the mending that he's set before you? Don't wait until you're a perfect person to proclaim a perfect savior. Don't let the enemy's lies that you're not good enough keep you from talking about the God who is entirely good. Don't wait until you've got that fairy tale happy ending before you lean into your calling. And friend, can I remind you of this? God's already wrote the ending of that story. And it's this, he who started a good work in you will be faithful to complete it to the day of Christ Jesus. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Friend, thank you for joining me in this podcast, in this meditation. I pray that you will seek him about this. Listen to what God has to say to you about your life about where he's changing you, about who he wants you to be. And then, friend, be confident. Take great courage in then turning around to speak him into the lives of those entrusted to you. That starts with the people in your own home. That starts with your children, your grandchildren, whether they're littles or middles or young adults, whoever in the next generation is entrusted to you. It also looks like sharing this message wherever God gives you the opportunity, whether that's in personal relationship, whether that's on your social media platforms, whether it's anywhere else that He gives you the opportunity. Friend, God is working in you. He's changing you. He's changing me. And then He uses us to help change the world one story, One rip, one tatter, one place of brokenness at a time. This is the mending. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you. And oh friend, may you turn your face back to him. Not in shame that you're not yet perfect that you're not yet good enough, but in absolute glory, that God is reconciling you. He's doing the mending in you, and he is going to do the mending through you. With that, go with God, friend. Until next time, be encouraged.